I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Take one. Do you want anything from the shop? Call it out. Chocolate! It doesn't say anything about a chocolate, does it? No. No, it doesn't. Sure it doesn't. So fuck off! My boss says he can eat 50 eggs, he can eat 50 eggs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take this anymore! You're certifiable, Quint, you know that? You're certifiable! Hello, Dimitri. Listen, I, I can't hear too well. Do you suppose you could turn the music down just a little? Oh, that's much better. Hello and welcome to our 40th Spool podcast. Uh, it's a special one today as we're here to revisit the original Star Wars trilogy. I'm joined as always by Porrick. Hello. And today we've got a very special guest, Miss Lisa Madden from Radio Nalifa. Hi. Yeah, so Lisa's never seen any of the Star Wars films, which um, makes and us I quite I still funny. haven't. No, you have <laughs> seen all. Oh, she, she got us here. She tricked us. Um, anyway... Film that you love. What film? The one about the fucking hairdresser, the space hairdresser and the cowboy. The guy's he's got a tinfoil pal and a pedal bin. His father's a robot and he's fucking fucked his sister. Lego. They're all made of fucking Lego. Star Wars. That's the one, right? It's like that, okay. I'm gonna fucking kill all the bad guys. And you'll be able to blow up the big the death star, the death star yeah. thing. Yes. Then you can go and live happily ever after on the planet of the teddy bears. Well, there he walks, there he walks. It's a fantastic analogy. Well done. So that was from the thick of it. The lovely pork sent it on a month or two ago before we started doing that. And uh, it's a nice kind of summary of uh, things. So first of all, before we, uh, we're going to do it, I'm going to introduce a new hope. Uh, Pork's going to do The Empire Strikes Back. No, Pork's going to do Return of the Jedi. And Lisa's going to introduce The Empire Strikes Back. So I guess a bit of background. Uh, We talked about this before. I... I'm a, Pork and I are relative Star Wars fans probably not like insane fanboys anymore in that we're very excited about J.J. Abrams Force Awakens which is coming but not exactly but knocking down the door we're both going to see it in the yeah we're not going to dress up at the midnight show and have it yeah yeah and uh, and so I think it'll be kind of interesting to sort of see Lisa's attitude to everything in that you're signed up now to see The Force Awakens um, that is true yeah but are you excited now having watched in very short no radio silence oh wow is that a precursor to the whole uh, podcast oh well anyway it's interesting because I do think that we watch them in the order one two three four five six and uh, yeah I thought it, I think it's some interesting reflections so uh, we're going to start from the very beginning as, as one should do uh, the first Star Wars film tells the story of Luke Skywalker a farmhand who gets pulled into a conflict between the Rebel Alliance led by a fiery princess named Leia not Lisa and the Galactic Empire whose ultimate weapon the Death Star is being used to destroy entire planets by their leader Darth Vader Luke's family are killed or his kind of adoptive family are killed and so he joins the Rebel fight under the tutelage of a dodgy old crazy Jedi named Obi-Wan Kenobi they opt to leave Tatooine and travel with two droids or 2D2 and C-3PO in the starship the Millennium Falcon with smuggler Han Solo and his first mate Chewbacca the Wookiee isn't it bizarre reading like I kind of wrote that sort of from bits of other summaries and you're like everyone sort of knows this little summary yeah it's bizarre. Um, anyway, uh, because we watched this from the from the prequels, I couldn't help feeling like there were continuity errors off the bat straight away in it. So I'm going to take a clip straight away with some of the biggest ones of them, uh, which is Ben talking to Luke 
and uh, just explaining stuff about his dad and stuff. So, your father wanted you to have this when you were old enough, but your uncle wouldn't allow it. He feared you might follow old Obi Wan on some damn fool idealistic crusade like your father did. Sir, if you'll not be needing me, I'll close down for a while. Sure, go ahead. What is it? It's your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic. Before the dark times. Before the Empire. How did my father die? A young Jedi named Darth Vader, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights. He betrayed and murdered your father. So we had some great sound level conversations there during the <laughs> clip, but we did manage to watch it. Lisa's a radio professional, so she's decided to swan in here with her levels and her meters and her gauges and her Geiger, Geiger counters. Kind of ripping the piss out of us. But, um, what I noticed with this second three, it's there's an awful lot of extra weight to each character that you wouldn't have had the first time watching these back in the 70s. Like you've just had three films with... Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi so like to flash forward to the end when he dies it's given a lot more weight because you've been with him a lot longer whereas if you've just seen A New Hope for the first time back in 77 like it's still a shock that he dies but it's not as big a thing I think and I was kind of finding that with a lot you kind of know the characters a lot more because we've spent all the the prequel time with them now as such I don't know I just it was kind of something I noticed no you're right and like it's it's interesting because um Darth Vader, how many minutes do you think he's on screen for in the two-hour, seven-minute runtime? Do you want to put a number on it, Lisa? Oh, 20 minutes. 20, okay. Six. Um, 12 minutes he's on screen. Six was very even, but thanks for being pessimistic. <laughs> so he's in there for 12 minutes, and yet we have such a pre- he carries such a presence because of we've seen Anakin's journey kind of up to that point. And so there, when he walks on, you know, it, it's so different for us to have watched it now compared to people in 1977. And Lisa mm-hmm. mentioned this in the pre-show in the green room. Um, whereby if you put on the persona of a kid going to see this for the first time like and this mystery oh, yeah it's amazing you know I'm, so I think maybe that was a bit ruined uh, in the order that we watched them in because um, sort of knew what all that was about mm. so this is yeah this is another question that everyone raises and talks about where the correct order to watch these films in so um, I read a lot about this before and everyone I've now decided and read that the best order is four five two three six and this is like a canonical and just forget about one exactly oh, okay. there's this big argument that there's nothing in one that's actually advancing the story you know oh, okay. so you can get forget about it and to take away the grand surprise that we'll talk about um, with Luke's father to, to watch the films without knowing that they lose so much of their power and I'd actually confirm like I'd agree with that now at this stage whereas if you'd watched 4 or 5 swooshed back and then got to the payoff but I think it's very hard if you've any knowledge of films to not know that Darth Vader is Luke's father 
Did Lisa know? That's true. I know. I did know that. Good. You yeah. Know, good, um, good, good. I knew if, a certain amount yeah. Um, yeah. what was going on. It was a lot of sort of, oh, that makes more sense now when I hear yeah. people talking about this. Yeah. This like, is what it is. Sure. It's you like get a lot more Big Bang Theory jokes now. Exactly. Yeah. It's like if you watch Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, Citizen Kane, you're like, oh, that whole episode of The Simpsons yeah, You now. kind of feel you've almost seen them. Yeah. Something. It makes all the sense. So um, the one thing what I thoroughly loved, and it was such a refreshing bit after the prequels, was the design, uh, the physical like the sets and the props and everything are all real um, and you felt really like R2-D2 had been kind of thrown around and bashed up and all the lovely tarnishes on the aluminium which you just can't get and all the, the spaceships are obviously models and everything you're kind of, it yeah. looks great but the stuff that George Lucas has gone back and added extra bits and pieces to it stick out like a sore thumb yeah, yeah. like it's most obvious in the, the film I'd be talking about Return of the Jedi but you, it just stands a mile away and you, yeah. you know there really is a thing for like don't let directors go back to their films yeah and you can do so I, I have a thing on screen here I'm going to show you swear um, there's people who've gone back and done like this kind of thing for the um, what it is is it's an on screen kind of thing a side by side where every shot is done and like some stuff when you see oh yeah he he did that he cleaned that up it makes perfect sense but then when you see like the random little uh trying to find some good ones here like um creatures or creatures that have been changed how they're animated and like you know like a lot of stuff just makes sense and it's animated better but some like the new cgi creations that he brought in in 1997 are crap like Mm. in general they're pretty damn crap and doesn't make sense like when we go to moss Eisley, uh, ben ben and luke go to try and find someone to bring them to alderaan right so you know there's this bustling kind of thing and it, it doesn't feel dingy enough you know you kind of want that to be like you know Dublin port or something like with a dirty like early house kind of feel when they go into the canteen and stuff but instead it's bustling and there's all all these kind of people it's far too busy and like because clearly Lucas was kind of like here's some room in the screen let's put in like uh, like and more of these kind of creatures and stuff and I just mm. didn't really like that but a lot of the stuff when you look at it side by side makes sense and was tidied up well but I think he just sort of... And when you're saying like Darth Vader is only on screen for 12 minutes, it does kind of show how much they're trying to pack into the one film. And like you can see it at the end, it is very much a standalone film if it was going to be. It's by far the most self-contained. I think it's... uh, I love that about it because there's no feel that it it has to pay lip service to either stuff in the past or stuff that's coming up. And that's why... um, You'd wonder though... George Lucas can rewrite a lot of history like and he'll yeah. say oh I had this invented as a nine well, film epic with, with my Obi-Wan clip there you're like is he actually on top of things and telling all these fibs like oh your father wanted you have yeah. it no. oh it did really well in the box office we'll do another film so yeah you know? I kind of felt like it was a badly extended house okay you know? there's just a little bit added on here a little bit added on there and doesn't really work as one house and did you find it better though than the prequels even though the first one the first one better than the free yeah. prequels. Uh, yeah, it wasn't as boring. I found the prequels really, really boring in um, sort of like battle scenes or races or whatever it was. It was just always too long. We were like, okay, cut that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think there's not much of that here. Like, you know, they've kind of crammed in, I think, a lot of action, but it's yeah. nice and simple. Yeah. It's kind of like, what are they trying to do? Destroy the Death Moves Star. a lot faster. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't feel like you know, okay, I can go make a cup of tea now and come back and that's still be going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's it. Um, I enjoyed seeing Vader, like I know in that 12 minutes we see with uh, Darth Vader as well, seeing him flying was probably, like I'd actually forgotten about that and how 
Is he kind of I... always forget that with the Jedi's and different thing that they can do yeah. this. Like, when, oh, I'm just going to leap out of here. Yeah. Mm. And just, well, I actually mean flying in as a pilot. So, oh, like, sorry. You know, he has his own TIE fighter and he goes in and hops in. And um, doing that, he doesn't he doesn't move enough in this one. His fight with Obi-Wan may well be the worst fight in the whole mm. series. But I suppose it doesn't need to be good. Like, the bit at the end. Like, it's pretty yeah. much Alec Guinness there going, you're not paying me enough to do any stunts. I'm just going to stand here and hold this little thing here. And then... But how old is Alec Guinness? And he was proper... Down. I'd say he just... I would be curious to see his thoughts of it or how they convinced him to do it. Yeah. Because he's a proper distinguished theatre actor yeah. at the height, you know? Apparently it was a big payday. So I think it's more so with the Empire Strikes Back. Um, he came in for... I wrote it down. Came in at 8.30 for his one day of shooting. Finished at 1 p.m. So it sounds kind of like Lisa's work day, to be fair. Um, working in breakfast radio. I'm ready on a lift. Tune in now. Um, you know, so that kind of half day and he got paid 0.25% of the gross. But that ends up being millions. So he did got paid millions for half wow. of his work. But he, he was smart enough to realise I'm going to lapse onto the actual overall gross here. Yeah. So he, I think the very little respect for what he had done or how much fans liked him and he never engaged with it in terms of conventions. I think he died late 80s mm. that? Um, I don't know but like you know he didn't hang around uh, long enough to be, really want to see it get reconsidered in the way like I think it took Harrison Ford years to kind of want to go to the conventions and be at Comic Con and mm. sign up to be in this in, in the new film um, there's a new Star Wars out actually I don't know if you've seen cool. it I hadn't heard that hadn't heard it no. yeah, yeah. yeah 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 so I don't know the name or when it's out or anything um, so yeah I suppose that's a good point um, oh also my one last bit of trivia about it James Earl Jones the guy who provided the voice for Darth Vader didn't do any acting um, he did one day of work and got paid 7,000 quid which I love um, apparently yeah. they didn't tell they were the guy who's the Darth Vader costume he presumed mm. he was going to be the voice and then went to the film and was like oh yeah I can take me. a clip of <laughs> David Prowse very quickly doing the voice because it's really really oh, funny brilliant. have you oh. seen that before? No. It's on one of the DVDs, so... Now, what you're talking about. I'm a member of the Imperial Senate on a diplomatic... You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. Were most of them shot in Pinewood Studios? I th- yeah, in London, yeah. So I think, and you can see that in some of the background, that some of the characters look familiar and you're like, oh, he looks English. Or they all kind of, a lot of them kind of have these very English kind of... Yeah. accents and like a lot of classically trained like obviously Alec Guinness um, is it Peter Cushing who plays uh, Grand Mo- uh, the leader Moth Tar in the yeah in the New Hope yeah yeah so um, anyway we'll move on to The Empire Strikes Back if Lisa would like to introduce us okay so The Empire Strikes Back uh, so they're in this place it's absolutely freezing I think it's called Hoth uh, then uh, these big walker thingies come in that Darth Vader has sort of like created or something to try and he's looking for Luke and all and not mad about this rebellion or anything like that. Mm. So does he Does he know that Lucas is like is he acknowledging much it's all off screen isn't it the whole father mm, bit mm. you often wonder deep down in his lines anyway I cut, I cut in there so sorry it's okay um, yeah. I'm not really sure um, to be honest on that one um, I actually thought that they, they sounded like uh, or they looked like what uh, the the, the War of the Worlds what they described the things look like the big long legs and I thought they looked quite similar to the thing I had read about that so um, anyways they're coming in they're you know wreaking havoc everywhere so um, everybody decides they're going to flee away from this uh, freezing island or freezing planet thing and uh, they're going to go to this meeting point and uh, uh, in the middle of it all um, uh, Luke decides right this is the time I need to go and see Yoda so I'm just going to 
head off and do that. The rest see of you is can you. go yeah. to that meeting point and I'll see you later. So, uh, and this is where we have new Yoda. Yeah. As such, like, obviously he's original Yoda, but he's become a comic book character. He's become one of the Muppets. Yeah. Voiced it's by the man who voiced Kermit the Frog. So, so weird. When you see him, after seeing the first three and seeing yeah. this kind of... Yoda who was everything was moving in him everything was moving and then this like puppet who's you know isn't really moving that much and it kind of looks like he's drunk but he's really (laughs) for me he's a a lovable old wee man kind of humbling around the place and I was like yeah this is Yoda it's not that CDI piece of shit from the first three but the fact that we started this process of reappraisal um, with CGI per- yeah. perfectly fully it formed you're right weird. it was very much yeah, did you know that no it just arrived it just arrived and, and I was like what happened and um, so that's grand so he's he's hanging out with Yoda and that's grand the rest of them kind of get stuck in this kind of asteroid thingy and um, they think they're in a cave but they're not they're inside a belly of some animal it's all crazy love that uh, so they, they they hand solo and all that they're like right we need we need we need somebody we need to get onto a friend of ours and we need to get to somewhere safe and it's going to be grand so they do but it turns out it's a trap and um, then um, Luke Luke through the force which I now know what that means um, realises that everyone's in danger and he must go and save them now Yoda Yoda's not having any of this and he's like no you should stay here because Yoda's quite wise and he knows that this is going to be a trap but Luke decides he's going to go anyways they all get stuck in this trap anyways all loads of stuff happens Han gets carbon freeze and frozen whatever and um, that that happens, but I don't know. Should I should I ruin it and yeah. all the other? Ads Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm banking that no one is listening to this, <laughs> yeah, wondering yeah. should I watch yeah. the see <laughs> so, what these guys think. All this stuff's going down. Then Luke um, and Darth Vader have this sort of like head to head going on, and then the famous line comes out, which isn't the famous line that I was led to believe was the famous line, which is Luke, I am your father. It's actually no. They're having a bit of a row, and he's like no. Mm. there that, yeah. that's what happens uh, in between all of this going on so that's kind of like the main sort of thing that happens throughout the film um, Leia falls in love with Han Solo and Han Solo falls in love with Leia which I don't really buy because she also kissed her brother who she doesn't know was uh, it was just classic female tactics do you want to take that clip and we can yeah. we'll take a look at that clip that you've yeah Laugh it up, fuzzball. But you didn't see us alone in the South Passage. She expressed her true feelings for me. Mike, why you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder? Who's scruffy-looking? You must have hit pretty close to the mark. You get her all riled up like that, huh, kid? I guess you don't know everything about women yet. Yeah, so that happened. Blew my mind. Um, also, did you know they were brother and sister then at this stage? Oh, I had you... I'd seen the prequels and everything. The twins. Sorry, yeah, yeah I forgot so the order. I knew that. But again, people in the in the don't, still don't know we still, still don't know, know that they're yeah. brother and yeah. sister yeah, yeah. So sorry I, I do know I, I have seen them before <laughs> it's just an hour like yeah you've raised yeah. the perfect point that would that must be so weird because yeah, you're like, like what is going on uh, so that was a bit weird um, fun fact that Pork reminded me of there during the clip uh, I read that uh, Leia was so tiny compared uh, to Harrison Ford that she had to stand on a box for most of the scenes so that she wouldn't look like tiny tiny side him there you go 
Very nice. It's like Tom Cruise. Yeah. He stands in boxes in most of his films. Yeah. So I suppose this, like as you as you were saying about the about a new hope, it sort of was the the film and it stands by itself. This is clearly leaving it open for the next one to come along, and I sort of felt like it was um the 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 Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi were the two that connected most. You know, it was it was clearly a plan that there was going to be two at of those. At that stage, you know, sure, yeah. Um, at least, and um, that kind of worked the best. Like, but the, the, it just it feels so weird um, like really that was the thing I thought of like when you're in it, someone's house and you realise they've added on a little bit of the kitchen a little bit of bathroom a little bit of it and it's all disjointed what's in here just, wait what a fourth bathroom <laughs> yeah it just it, it feels weird it feels like it wasn't planned out which it clearly wasn't like I mean he was trying to test the waters and see did people like it and stuff like that maybe he had a rough idea that he'd like to bring it somewhere else but I feel like if he had been braver and sort of was like right this is a big epic series and really planned it out and gone for it it would have been better interesting you're slagging mm-hmm. off George Lucas no one has ever slagged off George Lucas <laughs> no. this is weird everyone's just been appreciative of all the work he, he put into yeah. these films wow no mention of Lando you make racist yeah oh, um, yeah so I hate Lando actually in a that, way that was, like that's the friend isn't it the friend the friend that they go to yeah yeah. yeah. you didn't call him Lando sorry though. I don't know all their names Lando Calrissian who isn't Apollo Creed no it's Billy D. Williams yeah yeah, yeah. number one friend. and not not in the new films either no, he doesn't die. Do that was the thing, actually, as well, that was going through my head when I was watching these. I was just like, and more so with the last one, I was trying to, because I forgot who died and stuff. So I was like, oh, I wonder are these going to be in the new film? And then they're like, oh, no, they died there, right? So they won't go. Um, like, Bo- like Boba. Yeah. And stuff like that, yeah. And Yoda. Boba and Yoda, oh. both gone. But Yoda could be in the new one, but you would hope not, like in spirit form or whatever, because that's kind of cheating. But he's in the force. You know, yeah, yeah, I would hope so. And they could all be, yeah. but it's going to be you know? puppet Yoda or CGI Yoda. I think it's safe to say we'll. Although JJ Abrams has said he really prefers practical effects. Yeah. So who knows? Um, what did you make of Yeah, Lando's uh, Cloud City was in my head. Yeah. I've always like the memory of that is is an amazing kind of location and space and everything, and felt a bit like Naboo and in, in from the first films and how it's it's sort of up high and like this beautiful kind of thing where you have to fly from A to B and it still it still looks lovely and I kind of like Cloud City and that's been around in uh, Cloud City when it turns out Vader is there and you're like whoa is Lando a you know I can't forgive him for that he's like oh you know he got here 10 minutes before you and he made me yeah I don't buy that you know ah but he he turns out good he turns out good in the end but like just about Mm. he could have just said good lot of drama though with the whole um Han Solo and yeah. the Carbonite and stuff there's yeah. a cool um, product you can buy you can buy a fridge with the front door looks like Han oh, from good. the carbon thing it's very cool very expensive but like five grand or something yeah. I, I thought it was a really random sort of punishment you know it's gonna to freeze him well, you've to, well as a punishment you got to get him back to Boba Fett it wasn't necessarily I'm going to freeze you it was like I'm going to get you back over here and mm. then you know get the money so mm. um, yeah I love I like that as a cliffhanger because again we didn't none of us saw the film in 1980 spoiler none of us are over 40 so mm-hmm. yeah that'll add up. Um, so none of us sort of saw it but like that, this was a three year wait to see if Han Solo yeah. was okay yeah. like we're in the middle right now I'm a Game of Thrones fan you know Jon Snow 
died at the end of season five. Within two months, people were kind of speculating that mm. the actor had been seen. You see him tweeted at Belfast. Uh, tweet, someone tweets a picture of him at Belfast Airport. He's at Wimbledon with the same Jon Snow hair. Then you start getting stories. Script, a script will leak saying, oh, there's actually, yeah, he's probably knocking around in some form, you know? Yeah. So the spoiler is kind of gone within three months. And yet it felt like a lifetime for big serious kind of fans. For this, it was three years, you know? And when the film comes out, you need to go and see it a couple of times because once it goes out of the cinema, that's it. Yeah. You're not going to get it on VHS. Home video didn't you know? really didn't really exist for for a little while. So um, I suppose this probably by the tail end of the 80s, this was, because this was 83, probably within the couple of years after that, it then became the the home video. No, you're, you're, when did they come out on VHS? Oh no, sorry, Return of the Jedi was 1983. Oh yeah, for the box set. Oh sorry, you're right, absolutely. You wouldn't get your Empire Strikes Back. I was saying, yeah, you'd have all three. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But maybe the word box set didn't uh, exist. I don't know. Mm. Um, anyway, we... I suppose we'll come back and rate all the films at the very, very end. Okay. Do you want to... We hop on over now to... Yeah, so in 1983, we have the climax of the trilogy, which is now six films, with Return of the Jedi. And um, George Lucas, for the first three, only directed the first film. And in the third one, it was Richard Marquand, who was Welsh. And he died aged 49 in 1987. So he died four years after filming this. It obviously took its toll. Or George... Yeah, bumped him off. Um, Apparently George, by this point, because he was sort of sick during Empire Strikes Back, had a bit of a breakdown, right? Maybe mm. fueled by stress or cocaine or whatever. Um, but with this, I think he was knocking around a bit and did a bit of second unit direction and paid for the whole thing. Had, mm. like his, his, he just said, Yeah, oh, put up oh, the money. Yeah. Um, so at the, at the end of the Empire Strikes Back, everyone's kind of scattered and we know Hansen's is in this carbon freezing uh and Lando and Chewbacca have gone off to find him at the end of the second one and then when the third one starts you kind of everybody comes to the place separately so we go to Jabba the Hutt's lair and like the first 40 minutes is let's rescue Han so we've got Han up on the wall Jabba the Hutt is there he's his like prized possession separately Chewbacca comes up with Leia in the costume but also Lando is uh, also separately there Um, but none of them seem to be communicating with each other and that's what I was at the start I was just like Lando and Chewie went off and Leia was with Luke and then Luke comes up separately a couple of days later he's just like hey I'm going and now he's all like fucking Johnny Cash all in black you know he's really cool or a priest but he hasn't he's gone back cool. to Yoda because that even confused me then because I was like he hasn't gone back to Yoda to finish his training but he's all like shit cool all of a sudden <laughs> and knows his stuff so then eventually all this stuff goes down He's doing, he's kind of become Ben in that he's really just like, I'm going to kill you, but in a really jokey, funny kind of way. Uh, then it turns back into George Lucas's love of 1920s to 40s pirate swashbuckling films. And it is actually a pirate film where they go out to the desert and they're going <clears> to, <throat> so then they're out in the desert and they have this whole thing and it's really swashbuckling. And it's kind of, it's kind of cool. It's, it's done really well. There's this brilliant death scene where it's like you're going to get swallowed by this massive worm and it's how Boba Fett uh, meets his end and I was like oh he won't be in the new one well so it's interesting I don't know in the expanded universe because I don't pay any much attention to it with the novels but like they say that you experience a very slow and painful 1000 
length death if you get swallowed by that kind of thing and like in the books they brought Darth Maul back even though he'd been cut in half so you wouldn't know like he could Boba Fett could have weaseled his way out of there which okay. I think his jetpack was I'm heavily speculating can't possibly happen but yeah. if you want it to happen it can so then the whole gang is back together and it's kind of gone back to a new hope mark too in that there's a new Death Star on the scene which apparently IMDb tells me is 460% bigger than the original Death Star where they came up with this I have no idea uh, there's no every bit of info it's in a book probably <laughs> they will have so then it goes back to the uh, A New Hope where it's basically they have to destroy the new Death Star but uh, this is where we come upon the land of the Ewoks and a bit of trivia is that the word Ewok is never said in the film no one refers to them as Ewoks and the word Ewok is never used so it's only something that has been kind of taken and up it's after backward, it's Wookiee backwards kind of no it's not well like I said it's a play on Wookiee no no, but originally partly was going to be a land of the Wookiees. Um, do you let him away with this every time you do a podcast? What? It's kind of like Wookiee, Ewok, like Ewok, like it's similar. E-W-O-K, it's not K-W-O. I'm just saying it's a play on words and it's a mini Wookiee because, you know, they might have been... Okay, great. So where did the word come from? I don't know. Novelisation. Yeah, probably. You like the Wookiee or the Ewoks? I did actually. This time. Yeah, this is one of my first kind of memories when I was a kid like this is the one that stuck in my head and I think it was because of the Ewoks they are very cute and kind of they are cute and I think uh, they really wouldn't have managed to do anything if they hadn't come across these guys yeah, yeah it kind of goes into that lovely thing of everybody together and it doesn't matter how small you are or how big you are we are the world came out a year <laughs> before this I think um, yeah and we saw also um some sad yeah. ends it's a sad film yeah because then Luke does eventually go back and say oh, I'm going to go finish my training with Yoda because he's still trying to come to terms with the fact that Darth Vader is his father so he goes back to visit Yoda and we have a wee clip here but I need your help I've come back to complete the training no more training do you require already know you that which you need then I am a Jedi <laughs> yeah so Yoda died cup of tea and then I'm going to die why I will yeah and he vanishes disappears melts into the ether and joins Ben in the netherworld the force yeah he is taken by the force yeah there was meant to be a clip in the first trilogy where Liam Neeson Yoda kind of talks to Liam Neeson or he's aware of it but there was actually a bit where he converses with him I think to tie up with the fact that here Ben keeps wandering around the place why can't we see anyone else yeah Um. so then Luke knows he has to go back and confront Darth Vader and we then also have the Emperor that's the big thing because uh, he's coming to inspect the Death Star and blah 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 the new Emperor then in the version we will have watched with Ian McDiarmid uh, from the first films who has the same was just recast and they dropped him back in for that yeah does that make sense Lisa's looking no. very perplexed yeah. uh, it was the same actor who played the Emperor through all six films oh right but yeah, he went yeah. and they just reshot the, the stuff and dropped mm. him in which actually worked very well to I, be fair yeah it did work pretty good let's give George a bit of credit yeah. some of the, the changes so then you kind of get the interesting dynamic or the bit which I quite liked and you have Luke knows he has to confront Darth but instead of beating him he takes the bend path and he wants to turn him back to the good side because he thinks here look I'm your kid you're not really as dark you know the black suit's just to get up and 
come back to me and it works Darth can't kill Luke and ends up throwing the Emperor or the Emperor out a window and it's quite comical his death and the two of them are you have this really lovely scene then when Darth Vader takes his helmet off and you see kind of his mauled face it's um, Sebastian Shaw who plays him and they have this moment where they kind of are at peace with each other then because D walks all the lads down on the planet got rid of the force field that can destroy the Death Star and it's happy ever after and then that's when we realise that we're given confirmation the bit when Yoda dies just before he dies he confirms that Darth Vader is his father and apparently there's a thing in that that was the main reason for Luke to go back because children of a certain age would have just thought that Darth Vader is lying but that if it came from Yoda they were like oh it's true he actually is his father and um, we also get confirmation then that Leia is his sister and then we, as Lisa mentioned we have the horrible realisation that they've kissed and blah blah um, yeah. so yeah I, I kind of almost like this the most of the new three because I think there's some amazing shots in it the scene where Luke burns Darth Vader's outfit on the pot like this bonfire it's amazing yeah yeah it's phenomenal and the, and the, scene the helmet survives because we see it because um, Adam from Girls gets it in the new film and yeah. he gets to get this weird melted helmet thing but so. I think a lot of people are going to return to the Jedi because of the Ewoks what do you think um, yeah yeah I like the Ewoks they were nice what do you think of the conclusion of the film does it you wrap feel it up you've closure on the story, the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, no, I thought that it wrapped up fairly well and I'm not entirely sure why we're having another one. Uh, yeah, well, this is it, that it's now, well, to make money. Lisa, that's how films work. Um, and it's the, it's nothing, I suppose the Anakin story is now gone and now we're into the world of some, something else, a whole new trilogy within mm. that world, which... Is it going to be three? Um, yeah. It'll be indefinite. Because there's, there's, there's side films and yeah. series. So and what's everything. interesting is that next Christmas we have a movie, uh, Rogue One, which is about the uh, plans for the Death Star, the Rebel Alliance just before episode four, kind of a prequel thing, which I think is going to be great fun. So I don't know how they're going to kind of do that. Um, yeah, I thought there's a few bits that are a bit cheesy and lame, like the um, the other bit where Luke and Leia t- talk and confirm, like he tells her that she's his sister yeah. is is kind of lame like they're not really acting very well there and you forget that oh yeah they're not great at doing that actual empathy sort of emotional thing but um no I liked it more than I remembered liking it when I went back to it this time and like you say it kind of ties everything together nicely and um it's probably the most fun like of the three you know it's kind of daft and childish and just like that 40, 40 really minutes playful. at the start is good it works well it is yeah. kind of swashbuckling and he actually swings from a rope at one point and you're like ah oh, brilliant <laughs> mm. so it's good um and there's a the, one of my favourite characters Admiral Akbar is in there he's the guy who is uh commanding the other thing and goldfish yeah it's sort of lobster guy in the in the in the ship and he just says it's a trap and it's one of those famous lines so i enjoy that um but it was good do you, would you like my trivia about this film the song that's played in at the part do you already know this no okay the song at the end um played at the ewok the kind of pop song thing in the ewok party is written by john williams's son joseph and he's the lead singer of toto that blew my mind when i realized yeah. that no. yeah the song and so with the famous song Africa so that's kind of the best uh, I got for it but it was good and then we didn't talk about the bit where Hayden Christensen is at the very end of the film and you're left with it's a, the most a little annoying. brief shot because I was just like oh there's a lovely bit now where Luke looks over and it's the three and it's that fucking gobshite instead <laughs> of Sebastian Shaw and I was just like fuck you Lucas it doesn't really make 
sense, I suppose, in that. It makes no sense because you've he, already he seen Sebastian. He has returned, though. That's it. Like, I would understand if, if Vader had just been killed as Vader, but he's effectively gone back. Um, and we've and already seen what force, he looks like. So, it's not like yeah. he fucking put Ewan McGregor in for Ben. Yeah, so it didn't make much sense to, when we see one version and then... Yeah, so that that did, and I'd kind of forgotten that they'd done that because we had the special editions in 1997. That was Grant. He was still in in that, but then they redid them for the DVDs in 2004 with some of the um, some of the changes. Johnny, you're too cool, but story that yeah. would be absolute nonsense. Oh. David Lynch was apparently offered this film. He went and directed June instead. Okay, and, and then s- Cronenberg was obviously offered it too, but he did Videodrome and The Dead Zone instead. Interesting. And Spielberg. There was a lot of people who Could you imagine David Lynch having dragged in Return of the Jedi? It would have been a very different film, but um, yeah. So I suppose we'll quickly... Uh, a New Hope out of five. Three and a half. Two. Four and a half for me. Yeah. Empire. Four. Two. Uh, four for me. Return of the Jedi. Two. Jesus, harsh. Uh, four. And I'm three and a half. Mm. So I go four and a half. I go downwards. So you're consistent in your two. Theatre of very the interesting. But there you go, a newcomer it, to the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's not like I hate them. I'm. I'm glad that I watched them all because yeah. now I kind of understand what people are talking about when they're talking about Star Wars and all these references and all of that kind of stuff. And I suppose, you know, in my spare time I do some film reviewing for um, News Talk and I'm going to have to watch um, this new Star Wars and I would have been completely lost if I hadn't yeah. maybe watched these other films so it I'm is interesting coming them. back to look at them as a 30 year old as opposed to a 12 year old or whatever you we were when we kind of saw Don't them originally give away the ages I've, I've <laughs> seen I get a children's young people's grant so it's kind of like I'm 14 we don't really have a nostalgia buzz at all we do a bit maybe, we've a nostalgia like, for the special editions and the prequels yeah. to be quite honest like you know unless you're a lot, like a decade older like yeah. there are people on Twitter that you follow who are in their early 40s who are insanely excited again yeah. but mm. you're like you said this brothers. before yeah. but yeah. you did this in 1999 you know exactly so like as the yeah. What's it? Real trailers said at the end of their closing thing Honest for the trailers. Tra- Honest yeah. trailers. They were like, "Remember the Phantom Menace looked pretty cool." Yeah, and I think a- I think the new one's going to be perfectly fine because he's done Star Trek and we know what he can do. Yeah, hardcore fans will probably maybe hate it and have a lot to pick with it, but I'm sure it's going to be perfectly entertaining. I think actually we've gone past the hate bit, and I think people have gotten all that out of their system. So I think everyone it'll be like the Star Trek ones that most people will embrace it and like it and. Yeah, he's written out of history the canon of all the novels and everything, so Danny people Gee. have already let go of like, oh, the wider universe, expanded universe, isn't really being respected. So we've kind of let The Danny Geek had a cool story where apparently George Lucas went to talk to Disney to be like, oh, here's, I think, where the film should go and where it should go. And they're like, nah, we're just going to make a film for the fans. Yeah. You can piss off. So he's like, all right, cool. You got your 1.6 billion or whatever. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, jog on. Um, you would feel for him a little bit, though, in a weird way. No. No, but like it's the world that he invented and brought us, and now like everyone really hates him. Like he's a figure of ridicule and hatred. You'd, and like if, when you look at the first film in particular, that's all out of his brain and his heart, if you know what I mean. And I feel from that we've all turned on him because he got kind of greedy, and then we just started slagging him. So no, I mean, I mean, it's 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 a it's a nice story, and it's it's a good versus evil, and yet he has some kind of interesting creative characters and all of that kind of stuff. But there's nothing really that is blowing my mind about it I don't think there's enough character development I don't really care about them enough Mm -hmm. you know I'm not mad for sci-fi anyway so you can probably tell from what I've been saying about the films but um, if there's a good character in it and a good story 
it'll it will hook me in and I will get into it like you know but this just didn't really it didn't catch me and um, I just I just didn't really care that much about the characters fascinating very interesting anyway we'll uh, see everyone in about two weeks time we'll have an end of year look back and all of our favourite films and we'll also uh, talk about the new Star Wars The Force Awakens